When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and the first one is a yes woman who gives too much sends the impression that she believes in the man more than she believes in herself. Men view this as a weakness and not kindness. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Molly Demilier. And we are back with some more Why Men Love Bitches. Yeah! Fan favorite. Had to bring it back for some more <laughs> principles. <laughs> um, but as always, guys, if you're uh, new to the pod or uh, if you just haven't left us a review yet, please leave us a review. You can do it right on your phone on Apple Podcasts. Type that in real quick. And, uh, and if you want to support your gals, we have a Patreon. We're auditioning a lot of tea, and mm-hmm. you can give us five bucks a month, and we do two extra episodes a month, which we are only now 30 people away from an extra episode every week. Mm-hmm. So join that at patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. I think we gotta start doing an episode a week. We can't keep up. Yeah, we're actually very behind on updates. <laughs> Our lives are nuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a beautiful update for the fans. I do. That we have yet to disclose on the Patreon. Yeah. I guess I'll just drop it here first, man. Uh, me and Space Jam, we did that DTR. DTR. Yeah, define the relationship, baby. And I'm guessing it went well since we're we talking about it. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How awful would that be? I was like, and I am single. Yeah. <laughs> single again <laughs> right in time for the second <laughs> lockdown yeah ready for lockdown ready for christmas <laughs> yeah. it's the most wonderful <laughs> no uh um, i got a boyfriend so how did it can we do this publicly let's yeah, share let's sure. share with the people it's been how many how long you've been dating uh since the first week of september so like so three almost three months three months uh, yeah this is, I agree that this is the time that it's like, all right, you got to know by now, am yeah. I your girlfriend or not? Yeah. And also, like, he has a really crazy job. I have a really crazy job coming up on the holidays. We weren't really, like, seeing each other as much. There's not as much social things to just, like, invite someone to. So I was feeling that weird thing of, like, is there kind of this, like, awkward space? Or, like, am I the girlfriend? Are you just super busy, like, i don't know like Mm, my crazy wheels were spinning a little bit and so i just asked him i was like a little pillow talk you know and i was like you know we've been doing this a while (laughs) (laughs) and he was like what a slip in (laughs) you know i don't know if you've heard but uh i've been coming over here for a while i don't know if you got a calendar Mm. but uh put one on your phone now (laughs) 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 he was like yes yes we have and i was like so uh what would you say it is that we're doing (laughs) and he was like you tell he hated this conversation (laughs) and as i'm repeating it i hate it too (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man this is it's like office space <laughs> what would you say it is that you do here <laughs> yeah man like i mean we talk about stuff on this pod and we're like this is how i'm gonna do it and then you get in real life you're like all right i understand why people email in and it is hard <laughs> yeah. it is hard when it's when it's you <laughs> oh i was so weird <laughs> and he was like um i mean i think we know and i was like oh yeah and i was like well if i'm asking i don't think we both know so let's let's talk about it yeah he he was like i mean we're dating and i was like still not clear enough sir (laughs) still not clear enough (laughs) i was like yes we have been dating i was like so are you my boyfriend and he was like yeah unless you have another one (laughs) oh wow what a reaction (laughs) and he was like what do you mean he's like it's been like this for a while and i was like you didn't tell me I was like, who, who else did you tell before there's you told no, me? <laughs> yeah, there's no thing. That's, um, I mean, some people have a thing where they're, some girls have a thing where, I don't know, they'll just wait till they get called girlfriend or something. And then they'll be like, no, you have to ask me. And the guy's mm. just like, what do you mean? Mm. And it's like, no, this needs to be a conversation. The same way, like, being exclusive was a conversation. Right. Like. Well, I was kind of like. So do we have an anniversary? <laughs> yeah. What is the is, anniversary? Is it today? Was it three weeks ago? And I don't know. <laughs> you said that? No, I didn't, but I might. No. I yeah. So what would be your one year anniversary? I don't know. Maybe he's like, ooh, I'm not going to be with this bitch in a year. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're dating for COVID times. Yeah. You're my COVID girlfriend. I just left that part out. Yeah, it's annoying to ask and then they still go vague. And it's like, what do you win with being yeah. vague, man? Right. What? I'm just going to have more follow-up questions. God. It's just frustrating because you're like, this could be a very cute moment. <laughs> for some reason, it never is. <laughs> it never is. It's always, I'm the one being like, um, excuse me. Hello, sir. What's going on here? I think he just liked me struggling a little bit for words. <laughs> Maybe. But it's annoying for you to ask. And oh, then yeah. he goes dating. You're like, yeah, I know that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I got the answer I wanted. You did so get the I'm answer like, I wanted. I'm not going to complain too much. This would be a much different reaction if I didn't get the answer I wanted. And I've been on that side many a time. <laughs> but did you ever get a direct answer or was it always vague stuff when it's a no? Oh, I got the, I really like you, but like, I just don't want a girlfriend right now. But like, I really want to keep hanging out with you because like, I do really like you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That fun commit, little but spiral. I like having sex consistently. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, that's a perk for me too, but uh, I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah. Well, but look at this. First official relationship of the pod. Oh. Space Jam. Welcome to the jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the jam. <laughs> Come on and slam if you want to jam. I should I know. just play him that song and see if he notices. <laughs> well, I was also going to say, if anyone's new right now and is wondering why we're even calling this person Space Jam, mm. we have a rule of don't name the puppy, mm-hmm. which you don't give anyone a name when you talk to friends or on the pod until it becomes official. You don't want to jinx it. Yeah. So as our first official relationship, are we going to keep the nickname though? Yeah, I think for his protection, <laughs> we should keep the nickname. I mean, I'm just in the habit. Yeah. I almost called him Space Jam to his face when he was over here. I had to it, think about what his name was. So I was like, no, it's Space Jam. His reaction would have been really funny because I'm like, we talk about the podcast, but like from a business perspective, <laughs> I'm like, do you know what I talk about? 
No. So. Well, we've diverted our private lives to the Patreon. We have. So. We really have. Because we've gotten in trouble. Yes. Even doing it there. But, um. <laughs> less trouble less less ears <laughs> listening um but yeah i don't know i'm like is it weird to be like congratulations we did it you learned so much in this year from all these books i did i really did feel like i learned something you know well i was gonna say do you truly feel like some research from this podcast made you like i don't know more open or more in tune to getting a boyfriend what what would you say is there anything that sticks out in your mind um well, one, I think it's really weird because when I did go on that date, I was not looking for a relationship at all, um, which I know is like what everybody says when they get yeah, it is what everybody So says. I kind of feel like an asshole for saying that. <laughs> um, but Maybe that's the key. I do think that in doing all this research, having all these conversations and all of that in the last year, I have spent a lot of time thinking about my past behaviors and really understanding okay. myself. So not entirely like in a scenario would i be like what would why men love bitches tell me to do right now right you know but i think in the last year i've learned so so much about myself and like what i actually want from a relationship and i'd really taken a lot of time and just like put myself first and like really tried to focus on the things that made me really happy and i was i got to the point where i was like if someone comes along and they like these things about me, like I'm just going to continue to be happy because I'm not going to have any like massive lifestyle changes. And I had to get really comfortable with some hard things. Like on the Patreon, we talk about um, the conversation I had with telling space jam about more of my like intimate family stuff. Yeah. And that was a really, really hard conversation for me. I mean, I definitely couldn't have had that conversation a year ago, even six months ago. I, th- I don't know that I would have really been able to do it. True. Um, so that was a really long way to say, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I think uh, when I read all these books and stuff, it's more so that you'll read something and you'll go, ooh, I've done that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's more the thing that resonates with you is you're kind of like, oh, yeah, when I reacted that way, that wasn't the best. And you yeah. know it, but it's like right in front of your face when you like read some of these books or watch some Matthew Hussey videos or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I've definitely pulled that and thought I was going to get what I wanted and it didn't work. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we've also just spent a lot of time really thinking about like younger versions of ourselves in relationships <laughs> or like kind of that sneak peek as you know, we call yes. it on here and really thinking about, okay, like why didn't it go forward? Like, not even saying like it was our fault necessarily, but like what type of person was I going for? That was something that really uh, resonated with me was our interview with Jordana Abraham. Mm-hmm. And in the attached book, uh, she said it really made her realize she was dating the same type of person. And like exterior wise, I was not doing that. Like we've said a thousand <laughs> times, I don't like physically have a type, yeah. but I was noticing that personalities and their attachment styles and like their behaviors were all the same and i was just getting hurt in the same ways over and over again Mm -hmm. and it was it was really just like (laughs) the definition of insanity of like doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results i was like oh like i just walked into the same room was like oh this will be different (laughs) i was like no the furniture is all the same (laughs) right um yeah i find the thing about like you're dating the same person a lot of times it's like, okay, they're not fully the same person, but there's certain 
I guess you could call them red flags or mm-hmm. just incompatibilities with you mm-hmm. that you'll notice quicker because mm-hmm. you're like, I've been through this game before. Yes. And so I think it's even more so you're like, oh, well, I'm cutting this off at the past, at the past, and I'm not even going to let myself get too deep. Yeah. Because you know. You're like, I know where this is going. Absolutely. Um, and I think, like, not that every person is the same if they do certain things, but like, even confronting the things that bother you like now that i'm older and more mature Mm -hmm. and like who i am the way that i want to receive affection from someone i can more easily say like okay like these are the things that don't work for me yeah yeah very true yeah damn uh, thank you for being on this journey with me look at this (laughs) thank you for doing the journey with me it's it's funny because i had a uh a good friend khalid that we mentioned on the pod before Mm -hmm. mentioned to me he said have you ever done therapy and tried to figure out patterns of people you date that's because he knows two of the people i've dated and he was like they are both very very similar in my brain from when i've interacted with them that's interesting and i was like yeah i go and i but i pinpointed i'm like these are where they're similar and this is where they're not similar at all Mm-hmm. and but you know but it was kind of a thing of i was like yeah like he he said of like online dates he's like what do you find is the biggest thing of like when you're into them when you're not and i'm like well with online it's kind of just physical attraction it's kind of the one thing because you're like you don't know someone's vibe and like feeling that till you're right there yeah and like so it's first kinda, date especially yeah like if you show up and you're kind of like oh they're cute you're like already in a better mood for the date right which is just natural and yeah. then he just was like to be honest Eric, i've never heard a woman say that reason <laughs> really he was like all the women i know he's like it's like men grow on them and i was even like, from dating apps yeah that's interesting right like i was like really not one woman said that yeah i thought everybody swiped for hotness a little bit that's part of it i thought that was like all of it i don't know but i think i think in more terms he'll be like you won't go on a second date and i'm like well if i didn't have a good time on the first one why am i going on a second one right like why you know? I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I don't know. Are there people who have bad times on first dates and give it another shot? <sighs> I don't know. Because Godspeed. I don't know. Ain't nobody yeah. He says I need to have a better vetting process for the first date. And I'm like, everyone seems nice compared to all the shitty men there are in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I told you this the other day. I partially agreed with him on that. Yeah. Of, I think sometimes you're definitely not alone in this. I think a lot of people are just like, feel that they need to go on a date need to like put themselves out there especially right now lockdowns are coming like there feels mm-hmm. like there's a lot more pressure it's getting colder and colder all those things and i think like if you're not like super excited to go on the date it's gonna feel like a drag to go on a date for sake of going on a date i don't think really sets anyone up for success no but then but when you go super excited I'm like, how excited were you to go on your date from an app? Well, when I went out with Space Jam, it was probably the first date, real date I'd been on in over a year. Right. So I was excited. I was like, this is something different. Like, I was a little, like, nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it felt, like, really different. But going into the date, were you super excited because to meet him? Or was it kind of the excitement of first date jitters and going on a date and having plans? Do you see what I'm saying? I was excited to meet him. He seemed really interesting. Um, I mean, he had a picture of him and Joe Biden first on his profile. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hello. <laughs> it said that he spoke like 
multiple languages and okay yeah and then the rest of his pictures were like backpacking through asia all right. i was like i just have a lot of questions <laughs> <laughs> and i'm ready to okay. go okay all right that's fair i mean it's just yeah. it's because i've had someone give me that advice once of like only go on an online date if you're super excited but i'm like i feel like it's hard to actually get super excited about an online date because you haven't actually met them yes you're talking to them and you're like oh this is good like we have mm-hmm. good back and forth like you kind of you're just like okay i'm feeling this person like you feel right. a vibe but i've just never been like crazy excited to meet a dude from an app okay well then maybe that's a problem i guess you know and i've had eh, there's one date i went on that i'll be talking about on the next patreon that that date was a great date and that, like it made me kind of like believe in online dating again mm-hmm. or even just dating in general again i was like wow this is so great and like even that person like it was just like it was good banter it was cool we like talked probably i don't know we're texting for like a week and then finally actually we were supposed to record it fell through and i kind of was like hey this is last minute but tomorrow i Mm -hmm. am free now like because he asked me and i wasn't and he was like yeah all right let's you know meet up whatever um but yeah even walking in i wasn't like woo i'm pumped i'm so stoked but then it was a great date and i was into him you know yeah and not for any like super magical over the top reasons it just was like a vibe yeah i think that's good so but you got to go to the patreon to figure out how this story ends yeah it doesn't <laughs> doesn't end well <laughs> um, yeah patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot um all right i guess that's enough from our personal lives yeah for now now we gotta talk about being bitches yeah join a patreon give me a therapist we'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> well i do think that this book and specifically the chapter that we're talking about flows into this conversation pretty well um we're talking about attraction principles of that really have to deal with like giving too much of yourself to someone out the gate and mm-hmm. not having not like demanding respect from someone. <clears throat> and I think that this is really hard for women, especially early on, because you so often want to make a really good first impression. Um, and the first one is a yes woman who gives too much sends the impression that she believes in the man more than she believes in herself. Men view this as a weakness and not kindness okay i'm intrigued yeah because i think for a woman you do always want to come off as being perceived as kind right like yeah i think most people you know male or female but i think it can be a really hard line of like looking weak and also looking like confident and kind Mm -hmm. you know like especially for a woman like if you're confident most people are going to think you're a raging bitch in a lot of ways which is unfortunately yeah which is just like, <laughs> no, like, I'm just not going to let someone walk all over me. Yeah. And I have an opinion. But this says, when the nice girl needs a man too much and puts him on a pedestal, she treats him with a view of himself that even he doesn't hold. And it makes him very uncomfortable because he knows better than anyone that he ain't no white knight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. But he knows it's her fantasy. So he gives it the good old college try. And he makes the forced effort to try to be romantic. And it isn't long before he begins to question whether she's being disingenuous too. So I do think this is interesting of essentially it's like she's just putting too much pressure on him and on the relationship. And it makes him uncomfortable and not confident. Hmm. Which we know that men don't like to feel vulnerable and not confident. It's interesting because when you read it, I didn't really hear pressure i heard more like praise 
Yeah, and I think that praise is misread because yeah. in that part of like putting him on a pedestal and it's just like, and it says she treats him with a view of himself that even he doesn't hold. Right, or I'm like almost thinking like, is it like when you praise for no reason? Yeah. That like they're kind of like, why is she doing that? Or it right. feels fake, like they're almost like, I didn't do anything yeah. to get this praise right now. Yeah, or like, I mean, have you ever had someone who just like thinks you're hot shit and you're like i just don't like why are you like all up on me like something feels weird here yeah i wouldn't say like hot shit but it's like too into you yeah too early yeah i don't even necessarily mean like romantic like even sometimes there's like people who like want to be your friend so badly and you're like why yeah what's your motive here okay i'll agree with it there yeah Yeah. and it feels like a little bit uncomfortable because it's like oh i don't think you know me like i have flaws (laughs) like i think you should see them because you're gonna be real disappointed when you do (laughs) or like with dating you're like it comes off as desperate yeah yeah like really yeah exactly and i do think it's interesting that that makes men question whether she's disingenuous too yeah almost like oh can you fake this for every guy like every guy's just a great guy yeah the best you know it's kind of like um what was the thing we said with um julio it was actually a uh dirty talk thing that was like oh i've never like been fucked like that before he's like that's a lie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he was immediately like that's a lie uh like you know that like it's almost like okay you can say i'm good but like you come in here at the gate being like it's the best ever it's like okay <laughs> yeah yeah um and then it says when when he's with the bitch it's straight up and it's real there's no concern that either side is going to do like a bait and switch so it's saying that like when he's with the bitch they just feel like they're getting the real version of her and she's giving seeing the real version of him and he feels that and that it's not going to be like okay you get to the like once the honeymoon phase is over that it's not like okay masks are coming off like Mm -hmm. here's who we really are yeah and i i actually think that a lot of women do this and get put in that position because you try and be so perfect in the beginning Mm -hmm. that it's like then you get to your breaking point with something and then all of a sudden you're kind of put in that bucket of psychopath when you like freak out over Mm -hmm. something so small (laughs) like i've definitely done this i've never freaked out i stay calm but yeah i got that irish temper (laughs) (laughs) it comes with the hair but i felt the thing of where they're like or you feel them pull away because it wasn't a perfect day anymore yeah and but that's a true sign of also like someone's not really in it for the long haul like the second it gets a little rocky they're like "Ooh, you know what yeah maybe we shouldn't go out anymore and it's like yeah i I was at one bad mood and instead of you trying to make me feel better you bailed yeah because i've been on that end of it where you're like we had one bad day yeah and then you're like and it just it just went downhill from there yeah i had a dude that i was seeing um this was god a few years ago and like we had gone a couple of months and I was trying to be like so perfect, like so lovey. Like I'm throwing kiss faces in my texts. Like ooh, this is not me. Ooh. This is not me. I'm not warm and bubbly. Are you getting them back too? Yeah. Okay. Love, babe, like real over the top. So I'm mirroring it. We're, you know, ooh. you know, going hard in the sweet texting. Mm. And then I have like one bad trunk night and it it was bad. It was, I'll give him that. It was real bad. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he like would not speak to me for like, damn, like over a week. 
Which is just like, that's a weird punishment thing too. Yeah. You want to be with someone that's like that? Yeah. I was like, I want to throw up and now my anxiety is really bad. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, clearly there's a lot of holes in my memory. <laughs> like, yeah. As an adult, I would be like, that's just a sign of a dude that's not really down for you and into you. Yeah. Absolutely. That they're going to bail like that on one thing, no matter how bad it was and not yeah. talk to you about it. Like for me, I'm like, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go hide and you're just going to slow fade me. When yeah. you've been dating for months like talk to me even if you're like i think that's messed up and i want to break up yeah like, like give me that conversation yeah like they'll let you think you did this one thing that ruined the whole thing oh yeah it was it was bad but i was at the time like 23 24 yeah and you're just like in that phase of like you at the time like i just wasn't secure enough mm-hmm. to be able to be like oh this guy sucks oh yeah you know i mean no matter what age you feel like a little bit yeah you're like eh, maybe i should have done this a little differently like you're reevaluating the situation because you yeah. like them you feel like you wanted it to work so that's where it comes from yeah and then it's later you're like oh that guy was a dick <laughs> yeah but like i think if i hadn't tried to be so perfect in the beginning and mm. like i didn't want him to know at the time like how much i was going out like how much i partied and okay. really tried to like cover that up because i knew like i had a a reputation of being like a wild child and so <laughs> i like to have a good time yeah and so i like really tried to hide that and then when he saw it like full swing he was like and i'm out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i was like eh. like if he knew it from the beginning it wouldn't have seemed like that big of a deal or he would have dipped a lot sooner right you know? exactly so what else does it say oh it says what else the other part that's really important about this is he feels as though the woman has seen him for who he really is. She's seen the worst and she likes him anyway. And likewise, he's seen the worst in her. So he doesn't feel as though there's a surprise lurking inside her. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I think that goes back to like the whole disingenuine part of yeah. when they're getting this like front of just like too, too nice, like yesing everything that they do, putting them on this pedestal they're just kind of like all right when's the shoe gonna drop mm. i was gonna say have you ever had a guy say something to you along the lines of like um now nah, you y- it takes about six months to get to know me something like that no but i've definitely said something like that really yeah mr clean said something like that to me Interesting. recently he was like uh you'll really know me in six months what you how did you react to that um i think i made a joke about it later at a different time Okay. Like I said something. I was like, oh, I know you like this. I was like, or I don't. We'll find out in six months. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh, we're well, a six month thing, you know. Because <laughs> um, I think we were talking about the Myers-Briggs and I said, mine is very, I am I am who I am from the beginning. And yeah. he was like, eh. he's like, you won't know the real me for like six months. But a lot of times I've learned from dudes are like, yeah, when guys say stuff like that or um, what's the other thing? Uh, they'll say stuff like early on that's almost like a hint to you. And it's like, they're being honest. It's almost like, so then later... If you're suddenly like, oh, you've changed. They're kind of like, I told you, like, I wasn't always going to be like this. Yeah. Men do get in those weird touch points on things. And you're like, I I didn't put it in a file, dude. Yeah. You know? Want to know what Eggs Benedict said? Yeah. That, like, I didn't really notice at the time. And then when we broke up, I was like, oh, he said something of, he was like, yeah, my ex once said, you're not a nice guy. You're just really well trained. Oh. And I was like, oh. what? At the time, I was like, for, at the time, I just thought, why would you tell me that? yeah and then later i was like oh shit okay yeah like did she say that when she dumped you <laughs> like, yeah. you know what i mean i was like that's a hard truth to throw at someone 
Yeah, like, like you're not nice. You just you know how to act so that you seem nice, but that's not who you are. Yeah. Oof. That Oof. hurts. Right? But can Those you are break up words. Someone? Those Earth? are breakup yeah. words. Yeah. Telling someone that early on. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, is odd. I was like, I couldn't believe you told me. I was like, that that doesn't make you look good. No. Oof. Oh God. Um. So what was really interesting about this too was that it says that women who behave this way those attitudes will directly impact whether a man will see them as independent Mm, okay because it says and it goes on to say um the minute you stop being an independent thinker and he starts having to think for you you catapult right out of the driver's seat and land right into the doormat seat so I think that's really interesting because it's like if you are a yes woman, you're essentially just agreeing with everything that he says and telling them he's right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give an opinion, you know, like that, that's when you stop being an independent thinker and you're not challenging them. Yeah, I agree on the independent thinker, but independent person as a whole. The only thing I would argue against this book is I'm like, I've felt sometimes being very independent almost made me a target for noncommittal guys. Because they're like, oh, she's super busy. She's not needy. She's not going to be bothering me a lot. Yeah, I found that it's it's interesting, though, because like I'm very independent, too. And Space Jam is someone who's like super busy. Mm-hmm. And that actually works out really well because it's like I don't have time to like think about how much he's not texting me. Right. And we'll both like, you know, text or call each other when we can and catch up. But I this has bitten me in the ass more times than it's worked out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'll never forget the time in college. I was like super into a dude. We were friends, but he was like smoking hot. And I like really wanted to date him. Cause it was one of those situations where you're like, you're a friend. Like this works so well. Like everywhere we have all the same friends. Why not? What's going on? We have great sex. Oh, you're already having sex. Okay. Yeah. We're all already having sex. It's like, this is amazing. I was like, add yeah. sex and then see where it goes. And you're like, we're already having sex. It's like, my it's bad. It's amazing. A few steps behind. Yeah. No, I got in there real quick. Okay. Um, And I'll never forget the day he said to me, he was like, Molly, you know what's so great about you? And I was like, what? Tell me. And he was like, you never text me. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, that's like the line. Have you heard guys talk about like hookers? No. That's the line of like, no, you don't pay a hooker to sleep with you. You pay a hooker so she leaves afterwards. Oh, God. Like, it's like, I don't pay them to come over. I pay them to leave. Like, it's like, that's the joy of a hooker is like, they don't bother you. Oh, shit. I mean, he didn't pay me to clarify. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's the same mentality that's like, yeah. you know what I like about you? I don't have to put any work in here. Yeah. You're just there when I want you. You're like, great. Yeah. I was like, Thanks, sick. dude. Sick. awesome like i don't have to pay you any attention that's basically what he said yeah that's 100 percent what he said damn and you're like i would like a little attention and then he dated a girl named molly like a month later oh come on dog (laughs) i was like there's come on there's like two of us in the whole school why'd you have to go for that one that would piss me off yeah i wasn't pumped about it i date another erica really cool yeah but then it goes into the other it's next attraction principle, which is truly powerful people don't explain why they want respect. They simply don't engage someone who doesn't give it to them. I, I mean, like that out the gate. Yeah, out the gate. I'm like, yeah. This is just action. Speak louder than words. Right. It's mm. like put on my gravestone, tatted on my body. Okay. You know? What's it say? Um, it says that kindness is always the first choice, but there are times when you can't be kind to someone who doesn't have your best interests in mind. 
When you see this behavior, it's appropriate to be kind to yourself by responding to it, either by correcting the situation or by not allowing the person to have access to you. Ooh. Dude, I feel like this hits for quarantine so hard of those people who are about to circle back. Very much. And like how I know I've done this quarantine or no quarantine. I didn't even need pandemic to be this person of just like responding to someone that I knew was ultimately going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And just like giving them that, giving them a part of me, yeah. essentially, you know, my time, my energy. Mm-hmm. And I knew how it was going to end. Yeah. And you don't think it's going to affect you. Even if you're like, I'll respond very plain, mm-hmm. straightforward. Mm-hmm. And then usually a friend will kind of be like, yeah, you know, every time you talk to them, you're like in your head all day. Yep. They're like, I can see a difference in you. You don't see it, but I see it. Mm-hmm. Chris James said that to me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Dude. How good of a friend does it take to say those things? Yeah, because he, you know? he knows. Yeah. He's like, I can say, like, we were just on the phone, and then I eventually said something of, like, ex Benedict reaching out, and he was like, and he said, he goes, you know, I was going to say what's up with you, because I could <laughs> tell there was something bothering you, and he was like, yeah, he basically was like, you should just block that person on everything. Like, he's like, immediately. Yeah, I mean, I do stand for that if the people, if these are, like, toxic people in your life that just keep reaching out. Like I, there's people who I've had to block or like mute or just get rid of entirely because it's just, it's not healthy. No, especially, yeah, that's, if they're constantly reaching out to you, then that's the access thing. Like when you read that line, mm-hmm. like what you're allowing the person to have access to you. M- my brain mm-hmm. literally thought blocking. Yeah. Like this is where the argument of blocking comes in. Yeah. Or a good red receipt. <laughs> <laughs> you leave them on red. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, the bitch can be a soft and very feminine woman, but she still has a quiet dignity. The woman lets people know in a graceful way that she won't be easily manipulated. She won't jump through hoops and she won't define herself by what other people think. Is this weird that this makes me think of my grandma? No. <laughs> like, That's cute. She, um, my dad always will like growing up tell me to like really try and emulate her more. And like when I talk okay. with my cousin Heather we always like our biggest compliment that we can give them in a certain scenario is like, you're reminding me a lot of like our favorite woman right now or like oh, grandma shit, okay. uh, because she just had this like quiet strength about her mm-hmm. and you knew something was going down when she spoke up, you know? Um, and it's something that I've always wanted to try and have a little bit more of like, that reserve because i think there's so many times where like i'm mad and i'll like just flip a switch and like say something but like to not even just really like with any emotion of like having that confidence to not need to like fill a quiet void or to only say something when you feel like something needs to be said you know what i mean yeah or this thing with respect is a big part of it is ignoring people yes so that also just goes hand in hand with like not saying anything it's kind of like um uh i've learned this in life of like you don't always need to like teach people or like be the lesson yeah like you can just not say anything and it's like they'll eventually learn the lesson yeah like through just the fact that they keep failing yeah like you could just say no you don't have to be like no and here's why it's like just say no right and i think that's a bit of like the jumping through hoops part right it's like you don't have to go the extra mile because i think you kind of that's a great example of like if you just end up always laying it out for somebody they're just gonna know like oh i can go to erica and then she's gonna tell me the right answers and how to get there (laughs) you know like you feel those people yeah you know all the time 
And I do like the, and she won't define herself by what other people think. That's hard to do. Yeah. It's much easier said than done. Well, it's because what other people think. It's like, there's one thing of like people's opinion of you. And then there's another, if someone actually gives you like some criticism. Yeah. Like that was criticism I got was kind of like, I was too confrontational and too like, Hey, I think what you did is messed up or partly like you don't have to fight every battle you're invited to like mm. sort of thing but i was just it confrontation didn't bother me so i just immediately would and it's, but it's the same thing mm-hmm. it's like quick reaction it's not like really thinking it through it's just like no i want to do this now like yeah kind of thing um especially when it's something that's like it doesn't concern you but it concerns like a friend yeah so it's also like they got to fight their own battles oh i used to get this too yeah but, yeah but then i would be furious of like scenarios when someone didn't speak up on my behalf and that's always how i felt then mm-hmm. watching it to other people yeah exactly especially when like like sticking up for other people is such a hard thing because it's like okay you shouldn't necessarily insert yourself in some scenarios but it's like when you see something wrong happening you should say something right like i was on the wrong side you know yeah or just i've been in scenarios where it's like i just wanted someone to be like yo shut up to the person that was being a dick or shut up man yeah like just (laughs) something of kind of like yo really like you just want acknowledgement from someone to be like this is fucked up right yeah and you're like looking around you're like okay like it's almost it's almost you're like i'm in the right but when people are especially a friend of yours is just being very switzerland you're like dude fuck you right are you on my side or not right you know yeah like whose team are you like you agree with them they're like i just didn't want to get involved i'm like well clearly there's an issue happening right so you sitting there doing nothing ain't helping anybody right you know oh yeah that's the worst that's especially god i had teachers that almost were kind of like that and it's like you're the teacher (laughs) (laughs) you're getting paid yeah jesus do something yeah oh that's infuriating as eleanor roosevelt once said (laughs) no one can make you feel inferior without your consent i mean yeah very true so like that confident person a truly confident person doesn't really give a shit of what anyone else is saying or doing but that's hard yeah especially romantically well duh you know (laughs) like that's the hardest part i think it's more don't mold to people yeah like don't be what they want you to be yeah don't suddenly be into the things they're into because you think that's going to get them to like you yeah that never works yeah never works it's like all those girls who are like, I love football. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. What's a safety? Tell me what a safety yeah. is. <laughs> What's the same of when you love something and someone shits on you for it? You're going to stop doing that thing that you love? Yeah. Are you going to be like, screw you. I do what I want. Like, that's the other right. side of it. Yeah, that's very true. And then it goes on to say that, like, the more you practice being an independent thinker, the more attractive you'll be. You'll put a magic spell on a man, a deadly mojo. You'll wake up and fear feel happier than you've ever been your aura and your life force will slowly come back Mm, okay i agree with this i think like personally i like i said at the beginning um i kind of spent almost a year like really trying to work on myself and doing the things that make me really happy Mm -hmm. and figuring out like actually what those things are because would you really try and put like pen to paper of like what makes me happy it can actually be soul crushing of how hard it is to outline that like what do i want and so i really really spent that time like working on myself in that way just not even relationship wise and i think that really just changed a lot about me as a person Mm -hmm. and at the time that i met space jam i had actually just gotten hired for my new job i had been in like really 
just like a really really bad place as i was leaving my other company trying to like make a huge life change um that was at the time just very necessary Mm. um and i had just spent a lot of time really really outlining where i wanted to go in this path i was trying to get on so i was just riding this wave Mm -hmm. of like this is like the person that i am i'm feel feeling really great about it and i think it was really intriguing because that those were a lot of things that we talked about in the in the get-go yeah or basically like you know what you want and you're not gonna let anything get in the way yeah and exactly. you're gonna go for it yeah, yeah there's something very attractive about that i've had guys not ask me out because they basically were like i knew you weren't gonna be afraid to say no and i mm-hmm. always was like i don't get like it almost feels like do you really want to go out with someone that doesn't want to go out with you and they're just like no it's like i know you know what you want and they're almost like, I could sense that you're not going to put up with my bullshit. Because people know what bullshit they bring to the table. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what I do with most girls, I couldn't get away with that with this person. Well, they saved you one. Maybe, yeah, you know. But it's just like when you first hear it, you're kind of like, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, kind of like what you don't have the guts to just ask someone out. Like, if I said no, is that really the worst thing in the world? Yeah. Yeah, it's that's interesting their explanation though was it like more the no or more the getting called out on their bullshit later it was on the bullshit thing because it, it's being it's like being told like you you're not needy but it's in right. a negative way where they're like oh you don't need me and it's like well you feeling like a man shouldn't have to be me needing you right you should find other things in your life that make you feel like a man right it's and like it- i will eventually if i let you into my life i will need you for certain things and care about you and lean on you for some stuff but it's like you don't get that out the gate yeah oh yeah it always just drives me nuts how men can't feel quote-unquote manly when you want them versus need them you know like i can handle my shit on my own but i want you to be there when i like you yes you know exactly different like it's not like if you're not here i'm gonna be at a whole loss and can't figure it out with my lady brain (laughs) (laughs) you know like fuck off i can do it i just don't want to i want some help i know and like if you're not here i'll like go to a friend you know it's not like i'm totally a loser by myself right anything else from this one um it says when a woman is secure with herself she isn't afraid to define herself and defy public opinion she has her own look, her own style, her own charisma, her own brand of charm. A man wants something he doesn't see every day, not in terms of a redhead versus a blonde. He wants a rare woman who can think for herself. This actually makes me think a lot of our episode with Jordan Fisher when he was okay. saying it's so attractive for a woman to have her own sense of style. Yes. And like to look at something and be like, oh, like so-and-so would, would wear that. Yep. And I think there is definitely something to that of like having a confidence for your own look. Because mm-hmm. that's hard to really like carve something out and someone to be able to like look at something in a store and be like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, something that's not just like super generic and like everybody has the shirt that says Abercrombie in 2004, yep. you know? I think that's that takes years. I feel like, yeah, I've like figured out my own little style. Yeah, same. Okay. Now this I found really interesting. Okay says when it comes to a commitment or a relationship with most women many men feel like lion trainers <laughs> what it's as though they have to use a chair to get the lions to back away back off back off back off so when they meet a woman who has the confidence to hold her own or to make them come her way it feels like it has a different effect 
They're not used to it, so they become intrigued. I mean, this is a little anti-shooters got to shoot, right? Is this saying don't go after a guy? Or women wanting relationship? It's more them like wanting the relationship, wanting the relationship, wanting the title. I think it's not like don't go after him. It's like don't chase him. Yeah, don't chase. Or it's a commitment in the first sentence, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, basically it's like sometimes a guy, yeah, if you bring it up way too soon, they're kind of like, oh, is that all you want? You just want a boyfriend? Mm -hmm. Like any guy could fill this role? Yeah, exactly. That's like that's the thing about making them feel like more of an individual too, you know, is that you're not just looking for anybody, you know, Mm. you want the right person Yes. and you feel like it's them. Totally. Yeah. Those were the big points from these chapters. Well, I mean, I think a big takeaway, uh, coming into the, we're pre-recording this, so it might be already in lockdown by the time this comes out. Uh, but we're anticipating some type of lockdown or things have already in several cities been pulled back in phases. Uh, so I think the biggest thing I think is like not letting those people back into your life that, you know, it didn't work out with Mm -hmm. and don't bring anything good to the table. Yeah. Don't invite a pen pal. Yeah. Don't let a pen pal in the door. Find somebody new. Yeah. And I've found in general, my male friends are usually better at that than women that they'll immediately tell an ex that reaches out like, Hey, can we talk or catch up? They're just immediately like, no. (laughs) yeah they're like no we had our thing it's done like i don't want to reopen this and rehash whatever it is that you have to say yeah because it's not healthy for anybody you know especially like to just talk with no end Mm -hmm. it's like you're not going to get to see each other and like try and i don't like i don't like talk things out over a drink and have like a real date like a texting relationship can kind of live in this fantasy land yeah and it's just not going to be healthy Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think ultimately it's like the people that say no, it's like they're probably just fully over it. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like if you have this like little what if in your brain, you have to know like you're doing it because of this what if in your brain. Yeah. There's part of you kind of being like, oh, would they want to try again or whatever? And it's like, no, it's not what this is. Yeah. Because I mean, I think everybody has probably felt this, you know, lockdown or not of those moments where you're like talking to someone from your past and you just kind of feel like you're on eggshells of like, okay, but like, are we getting back together? Like they're continuing the conversation. Like it's not ending. They're really into it. Like this is good. This is good. And it's like, there's so much anxiety that builds up in a conversation that like that. And then, yeah, I just, nothing good's going to come from it. Yeah. Cause the whole time you're just like, what's the point? Yeah. But then if you ask what's the point, then they like, get mad. You ruin the vibe. And you're like, I just don't know what the vibe is. Yeah. I've been there. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> um, all right. But that's it for today. Uh, thanks again to Sherry Argov for the hot book. And um, keep sending us your suggestions. Um, someone wrote in about Enneagram tests. Have you heard of these? No. It's like a Myers-Briggs. It's a different sort of thing. Someone claims they're better than Myers-Briggs. Of course. So, uh, but we love it. Keep sending in your suggestions because mm-hmm. we always got to come up with something every week to talk about or to research. So, shooters got to shoot pod at gmail.com or shooters got to shoot pod on Instagram. And as always, I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see you next Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye.